Welcome to another edition of the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Randy Zelli from BackSportsMedia.com. With me, as always, my tag team partner, the man from Level 1 Games himself, Emerito Rivera. How are you, my friend? How are you, dude? How's, how's this week treating you? We, we've been bouncing around and just running all over the place. We can't seem to get times set up to do this. We're <laughs> doing this in the, in the morning again, and I am not all that thrilled. As you can see, my eyes are a little squinted, and, and I'm tired as hell. Well, since this drops on a Monday, happy Monday, happy Monday, man, happy Monday. Um, so, well, for me, it's happy because I'm off. Like that, that's my <laughs> off day. But everybody else, happy Monday, guys. Happy Monday, baby. Lots, lots of things going on. Uh, professional wrestling. I, you know what? And it's and it's starting to get to a peak again between Impact and AEW. Uh, WWE, of course, New Japan. But today, we're, today's episode, we're sort of going back to the, the to the beginning. We're we're going to the Indies today, and Damian Drake joins us to discuss his path to the independence. We're talking all about Damian Drake and his road. And what did you? What was your major takeaways from the interview? Well, it was some interesting stuff. He talked about his evolution of his character, uh, his influences. Um, he, he hit on a couple of things, the comic books, movies, and things like that. Uh, it's always great to see guys starting up. This is, again, we, we talked about it in the Mike Law interview. This is the feeder system for the major companies. So you see them grow right before your eyes, and you see them evolve. Uh, this guy, I think, personally, he, he he's going to get signed. All right. The guy has a lot of talent. You guys should go and check him out on YouTube, watch his matches. One of my favorite matches that he did was with, with Chris Bay. Uh, great match. And it's just a matter of time before he gets picked up by one of the companies. I enjoyed the interview, too. And uh, he and I were texting with each other as we were making the artwork for the show. Which, so when you click on it, you'll see the artwork. And when I showed him that I was originally going to use one of his older pictures from when he was using his previous gimmick, he's like, I think I almost want to go back to my old gimmick because that picture looks so badass. So it's uh, it's really good. And we really we really enjoyed talking with them. And I hope you guys enjoy uh, and, and get something out of the interview as much as we did. Uh, enough of us rambling on. Here's Damian Drake. All right, we're back here on the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. Special guest today. Damian Drake, one of the great up-and-coming independent stars of professional wrestling. Damian, thanks for giving us a few minutes today, man. I really appreciate you doing this. Oh, no problem. Thank you guys for having me. Actually, guys, call me right outside the school today. Oh, oh that's nice. That's awesome. Yeah. You get so your training just, in. That's awesome. Yeah, I was just on my way. So I'm outside right now because my tag partner and uh, Lacey are training right now. So I don't want to have a whole bunch of the ring in the background and stuff. Nah, it's, <laughs> it's cool, man. Thank you for, for giving us a couple of minutes. And I've been looking you up extensively here. I got a little list because that's me. Man. <laughs> oh. I got to have my list. Listen, he, is, right. the, he is the ultimate prepper. And I'm like, I'm the, not. <laughs> I, 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 give, give me the bullet. Like, it's like my promos. Give me some bullet points. Don't give me a script. Give me a bullet points. We're good. <laughs> so uh, so listen, I you know we, we're doing some research and you were trained by mike modest and dilo brown can you talk about how that was especially a guy who has had as much success as dilo had and who also had a lot of independent independent success like michael had what was it like working with two guys with all that experience showing you the ropes uh man it was uh it was quite it was quite uh like it tried it took every ounce of me like really not to like fanboy so hard especially for like dilo Cause I remember like when I, I remember watching, like I was 
my dad implanted wrestling since like the day I was born into my head. Okay. So like the minute I can't like the minute I was born, like my dad was just like wrestling, wrestling. So it's funny too, because like one of the first times I saw Deal at the school, I was like, why does this dude look so familiar? And my dad goes, That's Dilo Brown. And I go, the guy with the hockey chest pad? He goes, like, yeah. I was like, oh, dude. So it was pretty, it was pretty exciting. And learning knowing like he has so much knowledge. And then especially with Mike Modest too, the knowledge that those two dudes have, like everything I know is from those two. What's actually really crazy is Dilo is actually the one that taught me how to drop kick. <laughs> what? Yeah. Awesome. I don't think I've ever seen Dilo drop kick now that I think about that. I I don't think I've ever seen him drop kick in my life, but the the day he taught me, I saw him do a drop kick and I was just like, whoa, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so but that that gets us to because you mentioned you grew up on wrestling. Like I remember when I was a kid, like I would watch uh, Shawn Michaels. This was in the nineties and I would go nuts about him, right? Like that was my vision yeah. of myself. We're old. We're old. Wrestling. Okay. Wait, we're yeah. old. So <laughs> like I wanted to be a pro wrestler. I wanted the ladies. I wanted to do all that stuff. Like who did you grow up idolizing like that? Uh, well, I mean, if it's not obvious, like one of them is the Hardy boys, Jeff oh. Hardy, especially. Um, but as far back as like I can remember, like the first person that really caught my attention was uh, was Sting. But it was when he like did the is when he did the crow. So like the black and white face paint. Um, I'm a big like I'm a big comic book fan. So like Batman and all that stuff. I'm into like the dark superheroes, the dark stories. So like Sting was really as far back as I can remember. Sting was really the first one I really like went back and watch because like just the storytelling of him with just he didn't say a word for like a whole year and you just knew his like expression just with that blank face he had like to me i was like oh dude that's that's that excuse my french i was like that's fuck that's fucking awesome like, it was that's amazing it was. and then uh-huh. and then of course but jeff, like growing up on the hardy boys and stuff like jeff being as crazy as he is like I'm an adrenaline junkie daredevil myself. So seeing what he did, I was like, oh, that's, I want to be that dude right there. <laughs> and I have to ask you, cause you, you did say you, you read comic books and I read, I read uh, the original Crow book back in the day. Did you read okay. that one? I did. Yeah. My, uh, my ex, my, uh, my ex at the time actually, uh, Oh, there we go. My ex at the time actually gave me a, a graphic novel of like the original of like the original. It's in color, but it's like the original story with Eric Draven and stuff. So yeah, I've read the I've read the originals. Yeah, that, that was like one of my favorites when when uh, growing up, The Crow, the movie. Oh my god! And then Sting oh, I love I'm, as, as I'm obsessed the with the Crow. I'm obsessed with the Crow movie. I think that's all of us, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think with you know what what made the Sting character for me what made it so interesting was it was the total opposite from what he was before uh especially you know because he was the flashy colors he was the ultimate baby face and it was just so different uh can you talk about how you with your wrestling character how what things that you do to sort of set yourself apart from other people um well for me like you know when people first look at me like they're probably expecting to be like they're expecting me to be like the high flyer, you know, do all that stuff. And I used to do that when I first started. Um, but now I've really toned down. I've really toned it down a lot. And I'm really trying to go more for like, uh, not necessarily the sting being like the crow sting, but just really trying to evolve myself, stay away from the high flying stuff. So I really try like, 
I've, I can tell you right now within like this, like however many months we're going into the pandemic right now, like from the start of it to like where I'm at now, there's literally like a night and day difference. Like, it's just, it's, I've literally, every year I've been doing this, I've tried to evolve like one thing at a time, like just whether it's my look or whether it's the way how I talk, how I walk, you know, um, but literally this past year with Matt and I, uh, we literally completely did like a full 180 of like everything. So what I really try to do is uh, to be different is one, I don't really wear wrestling gear anymore. <laughs> like my gear is pretty much every anything you can get at Hot Topic. So like that's my number one, like that's my number one store, like any mall I go to. So like my pants, like really the only thing gear wise I wear is like kick pads and knee pads. That's about it. But everything else, I really go into it looking like, uh, like as I'm a, I was a big, I'm a big eighties rock star fan. Like I love Motley Crue, Led Zeppelin. Like I love anything eighties I love. So I really dress, try to dress like how I would dress if I was an eighties rock star. <laughs> That's so cool. And, and you got the Harlequin of hate persona, right? Yep. Yep. That's so cool. Like I had to look up uh, on Pro Wrestling Tees. So guys, if, if if you're into this wrestler, go to Pro Wrestling Tees and, and pick up his T-shirts. Make sure because oh. they're really cool, yes. dude. You got Thank two you. there. Yeah. You got one with like a kind of mask, and you're like kind of behind it, right? Yeah, I have. So I have that, and then I have the logo with the diamonds, which is actually my tattoo right there. Okay, oh, that's pretty cool. See. Yeah, and then uh, I actually have some. I actually have a couple of other stuff on a Brainbuster Tees as well. I wanted to also ask because we, you mentioned the pandemic before in this crazy time. Can you discuss how it was for you, especially during the year to, uh, for 2020, how everybody in the wrestling industry suffered because a lot of independents had to shut down. Can you talk about that, how it affected you and how you were able to handle it throughout the year? Yeah. Um, so it really, so it was kind of before it was kind of getting to where like everything had to shut down. Um, my partner and I, Matt, we were just starting like the unguided and stuff. Like we were just about to take off and everything. And as soon as everything shut down, we kind of looked at it both as a blessing and like, oh man, that sucks because I love going, I love going out every other weekend or every weekend traveling, you know, like I've always wanted to travel the world growing up. So doing pro wrestling is like my, escape to doing that so when everything got shut down and not being able to go to the places i love working at like championship wrestling from arizona or uh, ground zero you know those places i loved working for and not and not be able to go back um getting ready to do a storyline in triple a in mexico oh, with conan get out yeah we were, we were just getting ready to do a storyline and then the world shut down. We were like, oh man. So it, it kind of sucked, but we looked at it as a blessing too, because we were, we still had no idea what we wanted to do as the unguided or what we wanted to do like as ourselves in the unguided. So the whole, literally, literally every single day for, I want to say a good three to four months or so, we were working on like everything for the unguided, our look, promos, in-ring stuff, every, like, so that way by the time everything was going to open back up and we were going to be able to actually work together, like we were trying to show people like, oh, these dudes really like 
put in some work. So we looked at it both as a blessing and a curse, more as a blessing, because I think without the pandemic, we probably would not be where we are right now as a young guy. <laughs> oh, that's good thinking. At yeah. least. You know, there's something yeah. positive coming out of the, the pandemic, because we're, oh, we're yeah. all hurting and we want to see uh, the Indies come back strong, you know? Oh, yeah. I have a good feeling like once everything opens back up, everybody in the Indies is going to go like hard. Well, because everybody's oh. sitting at home and the creative yeah. juices are flowing. Everybody's talking to everybody. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be insane. Yeah, I'm and- literally thinking of stuff to do in the ring right now while we do exactly. this podcast. Like, <laughs> that's how much I'm thinking. <laughs> how, how has it been for, for you guys as, far, as well as developing? You're talking about your character, evolving your character. Uh, we had uh, Mike Law on the show recently, and he is like super DIY, do it yourself. Talk about you know, your merchandise on pro wrestling tees and coming up with that. How important is it for you to be uh, very creative and putting yourself out there and making sure you have something that you can connect with the fans with? Uh, I think it's very, it's, uh, it's very important, um, you know, to be able to, to be able to do this, like you have to really, really what you do, not only in the ring, but also outside of the ring too, you know, like we all, like, for example, we all go to the movies, like we go see an Avengers movie and like, we're blown away just because of like what they put on the screen, you know, when we walk out of the theater, like, oh man, like, did you remember that one? Do you remember that one part in that scene? So that's really what I try to do is like, if I, if I can't make him, if I'm not going to remember the whole show, I try to at least make him remember one thing in my match, you know, whether it's a crazy, a crazy move I took or a crazy, something crazy I did, or even like my, my look or persona or promo that I do, you know what I mean? So I think it's, it's very important to be creative in this if you come into if you come into this bit uh, business and you're just kind of like winging it it's a, you're probably not gonna last that long so that brings me like when i uh-huh. go ahead or, I wanna, no, no i was I gonna say like when i like when i first started uh-huh. um from like from the start i wanted to do like a whole superhero persona uh-huh. like i was big into like i'm a big nightwing fan like, okay. i feel like he's the most like he's the most underrated like dc character ever so like i wanted to do something like very nightwing ish like That's i'm cool. sure since if you if the research you've done you've probably have seen some of that stuff yes so like i wanted to do all that and then as i like every year i evolved then i was just like oh maybe i don't want to do the whole superhero thing so you're constantly you're constantly thinking you're constantly evolving whether you know it or not you know yeah because you had like the, the the stuff on the eyes right yep yeah. yeah oh yeah oh yeah well, i went full i went full on comic i went full on comic book superhero see you, you answered one of my questions already because i was gonna say like uh do you use outside influences to in your persona but you've already like taken my question <laughs> well and i and i think i think you'd probably want to be more of a darker superhero though because we recently had hurricane helms on the show with us and we were talking about the hurricane character and how he felt when you do something like that it sort of limits you a little bit because you don't want to be a comedy act you want to be yeah, taken. You get pigeonholed. Yeah. yeah so. so one of the things I wanted to ask you was, uh, you know, like, where do you see yourself? This is a brand new year. Hopefully the pandemic is, is ending soon. Like, what do you foresee this year to be for you and you and your tag team? Uh, I can help. Oh, let me fix my phone real quick. <laughs> there we go. Sorry if you hear some noise in the background. Nah, don't worry about it. It's great. Everybody's training. Um, 
I can tell you right now for this year, for both uh, for both Matt and I, like we are definitely on the mission to getting signed. That's hundred percent our goal this year. You know, um, I've heard it more this past like this past year than any like any other year where everybody's just like everybody's like, oh, you guys are gonna get signed. You're definitely gonna get signed. So hearing that, it's very overwhelming. But it really it really tells me that people like maybe people do see that we have the potential to get signed. So that's definitely our our goal this this coming if not this year at least sometime next year to get signed and let me ask you a question like uh you know you're in la right or at least in the in the west coast oh uh, yeah i'm in uh, vegas vegas okay well you're still very close to uh new japan's headquarters in la what do you think of them like they're doing a lot of stuff in the u.s now is that could that be an option for you guys <laughs> I, I would love I, would, I hope so like that's honestly like my like that's honestly my dream is like i would love i would love to do at least one tour like in japan like in new japan like everybody everybody obviously for every pro wrestler the end the end goal is wwe right for me i like i love wwe don't get me wrong who doesn't want a monday night raw a wrestlemania you know who doesn't want that for me I want to. I want a Wrestle Kingdom moment. Yes. <laughs> I want. Like I want to be in the Tokyo. Like I want to be in the Tokyo Dome. Like in front of thousands and thousands of people. Just like you know. So really, for me, like if if it's not WWE, it's new. It's gonna be New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, I love New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, because I've seen your style, and I think that it would it would blend well with the guys over there. Definitely. That means a lot of what you're saying. Yeah, hey, listen, I, I don't throw that out there lightly. Like, I've seen your stuff. He's, like, he's oh, a I'm tough critic. Saying. He's a tough critic. If he says something sucks, he'll make sure he yells it from the rooftop that it sucks. But listen, I, I also, I, 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 I got I to tell you, last last week on the show, last week on the show, we had uh, somebody you're familiar with. We had Chris Bay from Impact Wrestling on the show with us. And uh, we know that you've worked with him in the past. Can you talk about the work, you, you know, being involved with Impact for a little bit and how that was for you? Uh, it was cool, man. Like, I grew, like, on like, Impact or TNA at the time, when I, first, when I first started watching it, like, that was my introduction to, like, guys like AJ Styles, Chris Saban, all these other dudes that I had, like, no idea, like, really ever existed. So, like, I, like, I literally... Like, I'm probably going to sound like a creeper right now, but I literally grew up watching, like, AJ from TNA all the way up to, like, when he debuted in WWE. Like, AJ Styles is, like, one of my – is one of my all, my all-time favorites as well with Jeff Hardy and Sting. So, when they were coming around – like, when they were coming about and doing, you know, uh, they were going at Samstown, Joe hits me up, and he was just like, hey, I possibly might be able to get you on – like, get you on. I was like – I was like, I was like, wait, 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 for impact? He's like, yeah. I was like, sign me in, shit. <laughs> so, the first time I did it, it was so cool, and it was such like, it was such a thrill because like, I love, like, I've watched, I've wa I literally have probably seen almost everything of like TNA all the way up to what it is now. So the first time I did it, it was, it was such a, it was such an experience as being in front of that crowd and. Not gonna lie, hearing them chant Damien in, in when it's supposed to be Impact, but really it's the Vegas. It's a it's your hometown. Like it was kind of it was pretty it was pretty awesome to hear that. 
Um, second time I did it, I really only had, I only had a dark, so I didn't do anything television wise, but it was still fun experience. Uh, Dila helped me out with that. That time was pretty crazy because at first <laughs> Matt and I were going to do a tag team match for their explosion. Uh, I believe it's explosion. They're like yep. internet show. Yep. And then out of nowhere, he was like, Oh, you're going to actually have a singles with TJP who's one of my ex tag partners. And I've been dying to have a match with that dude ever since. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then like 10 minutes later, he's like, Oh, you're actually going to do a dark for, with this hulking dude. Mind you, I'm like, only, at the time, I'm only like 150, like 145, 150. This dude looks like he's 215, maybe 220. Jacked. And he's like, and he's at least 6'5", at least. Like, I literally had to like look up at him. <laughs> so, and I, and I had to be the, and I had to be the heel. This dude was the baby face. Yeah, I had to be the heel. How does it ever work so, when the little guy's the heel? I legit, I was just like, uh, this is going to be, this is going to be fun. <laughs> so I literally just, I just went in and I just, I was just goofy. I was just being goofy the entire time. <laughs> That's all I did. That, that was my heel at the time. And then the third time uh, doing it for Chris's debut, that was really fun because I think either a couple months before that or the year before that we did, uh, we did ROH together too. We had a art, we had a, we did a, what was it called? Um, it was like Future of Honor we did. So literally like we had, we, we already had a singles at FSW. Then we did, then we did ROH and then I was doing his debut on Impact. So that was really cool. And uh, it was cool. Like, cause I look, Chris and I, like, we kind of, we're, we're like brothers in a way. And I know he would do the same thing for me if it was like the roles were switched too. So it was, it was really cool. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Um, you know, like I said, if any, if, if whoever wants to take the unguided, like we're here, we're ready. We're ready. Listen, hopefully I, I'm, I'm cross my fingers. You guys go to Japan and hopefully okay. we see you in a major company here in the U S man. Listen, thank you so much for, for the time. I know you got to get back to, to, to training. We don't want to take <laughs> too much of your time. Thank you so much, man. And, and I, we wish you the best luck. And, and you got to get signed this year. I, I could feel it. It's going to happen. Right. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you guys for having me. This is awesome. This is my fifth podcast I've ever done, so it's awesome. <laughs> no, well, listen, we appreciate you uh, being able to uh, you know, make time for us. We really appreciate it. No problem. You guys can have me on anytime you want. All right, man. Definitely. Thanks, man. You got it. All right. Thank Take you. Take care, man. Special thank you to uh, Damian Drake for joining us on this week's show. I uh, really quick want to thank our producer, Andrew Fumi, for making us look uh, better than we are. He always does a great job of putting the show together, both on the audio side and the video side. So thank you, Andrew. Uh, real quick, let's run down. Let's plug everywhere we are. We are on Twitter at yep. Cut Wrestling BSP, as well as the Cut Wrestling Oh, I screwed up. Even if I'm reading it. See, this is why I don't like doing things in the morning. Look, the Cut PW Podcast on Instagram, the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast on Facebook. See, I, I'm looking at the words. I still messed up. And if you want to find us on a podcast network, listen, we're everywhere. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are everywhere. And coming soon to iHeartRadio's podcast network. Got official email late last night. Also, guys, if you have any wrestling friends, 
share, share it with them. I'm sure they'll, they'll like me being cranky in the morning doing these little interviews or these little intros and outros and forgetting what the hell I'm saying. And not only that, don't forget we are on YouTube as well. Em, who do we have next week? Next week we have PCO, man. And listen, that one's going to be good. You, you don't want to miss that one. Uh, it was very heartfelt and genuine. And uh, it, it ranks up there as one of my favorites so far. So it, it's, it's, it hit me, man. And I'm a tough dude. For Marino Rivera, I'm Randy Zelia. We'll see you next time on the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. Take care, guys.